0: Hi there, I'm Tech Billionaire and Imaginary Movie Podcast host Sam Jordan, here today with an important investment opportunity. Did you know that the Imaginary Movie Podcast produces more content than 93% of movie podcasts on Spotify? And that we're the top 10 listen podcasts for almost 300 people? And the top podcasts for almost 50? That's right, we're a fast-moving, fast-growing, fast-food-fueled enterprise going straight to the top! So what can you do to get in on this active, dynamic, lively, zestful and vigorous opportunity? Simply leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. For a low, low price of five stars, you can help spread the word and get in on the ground floor to growth. So act now. And remember, this is not financial advice and your capital is absolutely at risk. Thank you.
1: to this week's episode of the imaginary movie podcast a eh, podcast uh where we watch a movie and then we talk about it um uh, my name is david and um a part of me really really wishes i understand understood baseball better because <laughs> it's this monolithic cultural thing in america which please through normal tv we we, we enjoy however um If you've ever tried to sit through even 10 minutes of actually watching a live baseball game, that very quickly uh, disabuses you of any notions of getting into this um, proud, uh, over-a-century-old sport, (laughs) which (laughs) children play at school over here for a laugh in the summer. Yeah, We call it rounders. (laughs) Rounders.
0: Do you remember playing rounders? Yes, but we'll do this. Get do your intro, and then we'll do the rounders bit. Well, I don't have an intro. I'm trying to delay while I find one. Yes. Um, uh, my name's Simon. Uh, what is this movie about? Blurns Ball or what?
1: <laughs> right. Uh, so very quickly, we did uh, this week. We did 2011's Moneyball, which we will circle back to after we talk about rounders uh, because it's <laughs> yes. much more interesting. Well, welcome
0: baseball. to Rounders Cast. We, rounders Cast. Listening? The British Cast. Rounders Cast. Tell me about your rounders experience. I played
1: rounders legitimately five years ago. Um, <laughs> when I was when I was working in an office, we had like a like a, so we had a Christmas party every year, which was like a big uh, office-wide thing, big 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 block of offices. Uh, and then in the summer, they'd have like a departmental like summer party, so everyone would get allocated a bit of money. Uh, and the last year I was there, we went to a rugby club on a Friday afternoon uh and played rounders and got shit faced and had a barbecue uh there was like 50 of us um and we all played rounders and it was hilarious sam because when you're at school i think that you're all like your um, what's the word like your physical mass is less and not because i'm fat which i am but like i think that children's like physical mass and therefore their like um momentum and force with which they hit each other is a lot less um mm. but when you add in like 50 uh, people in their 20s and 30s predominantly um, who are fat uh, and who have also been drinking um, it becomes quite a terrifying Like I'm, the injuries are just um, I slid into um, the first base what do you call it in rounders, is it a base? I forget. I have no idea let's call it first base for argument's sake uh, I slid into first base because I'd hit the ball rather poorly because again, I'm a a man in my thirties who isn't a professional sports athlete. Uh, That's, that's the phrase I I mean as well. Sports athlete Um, (laughs) slid into first base. um, And I just kept sliding like again, because I'm 30 and I'm fat uh, just kept sliding, hit my boss directly between her legs. My face (laughs) smacked her directly in the midsection. She somersaulted in the air, landed behind me. Um, and then was out of the game for for injury. Uh, it wow. was hilarious, horribly embarrassing for everyone involved. Um, but then hilarious again. It was a funny sort of thing.
0: That's a great bong indeed. That's a great. Um, it's a great rounder story. I don't really have a rounder story to go that, but I do remember playing rounders as a kid. It's funny because it's based. I think rounders came first. Like I think we invented it as as we did. Fuck you, America. Uh, uh, it's kind of like
1: all. All bat and ball sports are kind of related. Like, if you're rich people in the Tudor history, times,
0: that's my guess.
1: If you look into the history of any sport, it's basically like balls. We can play sports with balls. Pig, uh, not, pig's bladders, fantastic. Yep. Yeah. And bats. We've got bats for like I don't know, beating foxes to death or servants or whatever. We had bats for. <laughs> like we've got bats, civil bats wars for like, and civil wars and
0: invading the Middle East. Yeah exactly we've got no, bats, no, no. we figured the first time it. we did it in the crusades
1: <laughs> yeah we figured out bats we have the bat technology <laughs> and it's this marrying up of two and i guess like um kids playing it's like right well we are adults we need to impose rules on these children playing right so it's very important that we codify but... these rules and sport... set them down
0: that's what sport is isn't and it? that's what sport, sport... is that sport is literally adults you... being like no you must have rules uh, no fun it... without rules it's also like you know watching uh, previous episode gladiator that was sport, that was entertainment, and people died, and it was great. And now we're like, well, you know, Devontae Adams is you really think... good. I don't think we should, I don't think we should kill him. Should we kill but Tom Brady? He,
1: but, but if he was gored by a rhino, suddenly I'm like, hey, <laughs> I might be tuning into that Thursday night football game.
0: Uh, 100%. But if, 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 uh, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo or Tom Brady or, or uh, no, Andre Agassi, no, he's retired, a tennis player. <laughs> uh was was uh, killed
1: who's the scottish guy um not tim henman he's even that's even fucking nearly as, he's as, pretty much as well
0: anyway if if a major sports person was killed per game we would soon run out of major sports people so i just think that it would be a very attractive career it would wouldn't it? so sport is basically the gladiatorial you know ring which is basically battle so we've we, we just we want to see people crunching and 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 this is where to bring us back to this movie. This is where baseball is kind of an outlier in there. <laughs> like, it's, not, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of guys who look a bit like me, hitting a ball pretty well, you know, and can do that successfully. But this is a baffling sport. It's a baffling sport. And what I'm very impressed by this movie is that you know basically. You don't need to know anything about baseball. The movie is really quite happy for you not to know that much about baseball. As long as you know that you basically hit, the, you know, hit balls with bats.
1: I think it's the, run it's the massive strength of the movie. Do you want to matter. give us a plot summary, Sam, before we ramble any further, uh, and then we can maybe jump into into why uh, this, what I would broadly term an econ- a Sam economics movie, um, <laughs> like is. Engaging and fun to so what? And what well, not fun maybe, but like interesting and engaging
0: and a good movie. Sam Economics. I mean that in Na- the best way possible. I know you do. I know you do. Oakland Age general manager, Billy Bean, successful attempt to assemble a baseball team on a lean budget by employing computer-generated analysis to acquire new players. Um is what happens in this movie, which is a bit that INDP is missing from that sentence. So <laughs> This, this is, yeah, this is a Sam economics movie. Now, I, to be fair, to be fair, the reason that I picked this is because it's got quite a good cover art on Netflix and for no other reason than that, really. It's not until I actually looked into it and said, this is by the same writer of the book who did the big short previous episode. Yeah. And it is it has very much... It has in common with that movie. Yes, it is very um, much. It isn't an Adam McKay movie. No. Um, who did The Big Short and uh, the uh, other previous episode... Wolf
1: of Wall Street? No, he didn't do Wolf of Wall Street. That was no. TV. Uh uh Don't Look Up.
0: Don't Look Up and the other who who's done three Adam McKay movies. Um, so it isn't one of his movies, so why are we talking about him? But actually what it does, you you do get that real... um, You do get that real, like, dive into a world that you know nothing about. Like, I don't know yeah. anything about short... Uh, trading stocks, and The Big Short is a fantastic, fantastic exploration of this fascinating world that exists and destroyed the world economy. This is less destroying the world economy, but we get a fascinating insight into how baseball works and how these guys managed to achieve something quite amazing, doing something that had never been done before using this Mm -hmm. analytical model. Yes,
1: and it's the stakes could not be lower. Um... (laughs) like Sport. nobody cares um, I think no but I think it's a testament to the movie because we don't see a lot of the baseball like we said it, you don't need to understand anything about baseball really in this because it gives you everything you need because again the movie is more concerned with the inherent um, the book I think is called uh, Moneyball How to Win at the World's Most Unfair How to Beat an Unfair Game basically and the idea being and, and we can maybe touch on uh, Premiership Football as well because I don't mm. sod all about that let's talk, talk about, about sports for a second
0: sportscast so
1: in major league baseball it's a bit like premiership football as i'm given to understand it in that there is no salary cap we watch the nfl national football league right. and in that there's a salary cap which means every team regardless of how much money the owners have or the club has and they're making ticket sales whatever mm-hmm. they can only spend you know i think it's like 210 million dollars a year on players that's all they can pay their players a year right. and every team has that cap
0: Wonderfully, Every team can yeah. afford that cap Yeah, socialised, top-down economics for a country that's weirdly free-market obsessed. Go on.
1: I know, but it's because all the teams are like, you know, it's all a central sort of league. Baseball's a bit older and the leagues are a lot older and all the club ownership in America is is a wildly disparate country in terms of, um, you know, economics and and wealth disparity and all of that. Um, But it's also like areas like New York's got loads of money, but not every, you know, there's more people and stuff. California's got shitloads of money, but not Oakland, you know. and. So anyway, there's no salary cap. So this movie sets out really well. Uh, The start of the movie is kind of like the all is lost moment is the start of the movie, (laughs) which is that uh, Brad Pitt, the best-looking man in baseball, um, has gone to the playoffs, maybe? (laughs) He's gone to some sort of baseball playoff (laughs) scenario and they've lost. And basically he's saying, like, we can't afford... Against the Yankees
0: which I yeah. know are good. The Yankees it's are good. The Yankees
1: good. and the Red Sox and the White Sox. Is there also the White Sox? Maybe. Are they a different sports franchise? Anyway. Anyway. And he's his big problem is he's the general manager of this, uh, um, the Oakland Athletics, Athletics? Uh, the Oakland A's. And he wants more money from the guy who owns the team to pay for players. Because he says like the New York Yankees spent $125 million last year on players. This is in 2002, by the way. Uh, we spent 35 million like there's a reason we can't compete with these guys like and that's kind of the inherent sort of thing in the book and in the movie is that baseball isn't fair like it isn't fair that these people are competing in theory in the major league in the same in the same you know er, er, you know um bracket of and of teams and and it's literally comes down to the fact that their own doesn't have billions and billions of dollars to set fire to every year
0: yeah and this is this is where i'm like ah. Oh. That's like 120 million plus. That's a shame. Because when you compare it to Premier League football, you know, where 120 million is about two players. <laughs> I'm joking. That's about two That's players. Tell us about Premier League football and how that works, Sam, in terms well, of Well, salaries. it's exactly as stratified as um, uh, uh, the, the, the uh, baseball and there is no, like, Fairness in terms of a salary cap. I mean, there is, there is like for this, something called financial fair play, which is basically there to try and, but clubs just ignore it and are happy to just say, (laughs) well, yeah, oh well. You know, basically the rich clubs remain rich. I mean, there is an example recently Leicester City in 2016. I remember because it was the year that my son was born. I have a distinct memory of him sleeping next to me while listening to the radio of Leicester Winley. But they they managed to kind of break the top six uh, and win the league in unaccountable and probably never happened again um, demonstration of just plucky, let's go for it. But really, it's the top clubs. It's the top clubs that, that win because they have all the money. They can buy the best players. They can...
1: Well, the players want to be earning... They the, You know, the, the dump truck of money is driven up to the house and yep. what are they going
0: to do? Say no? Well, um, uh, Erland Harland... Erling, Erling? Erling? Is that the Norwegian guy? Norwegian guy, plays for Man City, and he is earning £900,000 a week. Now, you know, £900,000 is like, well, that's... It's like 10 years. (laughs) It's a long time for me to earn £900,000. Like, It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous, ridiculous money. So... We we're looking at the 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 scale is just off the charts. Now we come to baseball again. Don't know anything about baseball, but clearly there's less money in it. There's less money than even the NFL, where we've got people like Patrick Mahomes earning for half a billion pounds. Over well,
1: it's, it's worth remembering that in this movie, this movie is set in 2002. It's worth remembering that because yeah. I think that like they're talking about they're, 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 the 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 A's, the Oakland A's, are losing their best, best three players and the best guy is going to the Yankees and he signed a a five or six year, $125 million contract. So like, Mm -hmm. it's still really good money. And I I think it, again, it varies so much in baseball. Um, But like, yeah, it's just silly money.
0: Yeah. But that's sports, isn't it? And that's sports because what it takes is for people to be able to perform on the field. And this is why, like as much as it's ridiculous that someone like Harlan is earning, uh, uh, you know, half a, uh, almost a million. I think it's about eight hundred and sixty. Actually, just looking, but still nine hundred grand a week is because he has scored so many goals already. He has managed to yeah. achieve something that is quite remarkable, and he's and he's the one who's doing it. So, in some ways, um, when they when when you say, well, that's ridiculous," yes, it is ridiculous. But also, the club is earning you know tens of millions of pounds per week it's able to afford this because we all pay attention to it and that's the thing that baseball seems to be quite unique um is that it does have it it has a has a really um enthusiastic fan base and you kind of need to know a lot it's a bit like cricket whereas where where you you need you need to really understand what's going on with cricket and the games last three and a half hours and you, if you don't know what's going on, then it's exactly like a reference at the start, which is, Blurns ball, multi-ball. Like, it's well, like Fry watching Blurns ball. No baseball's idea. even
1: worse than cricket, Sam, because like, well, like cricket, there's no like, the NFL, and then an NFL game is 60 minutes played over, usually about three hours, but like, there's a time. When the time expires, the game ends. Yeah, yeah. In baseball, I think the longest game has lasted days, like literally days. <laughs> they had to like stop because it got this. you know decades and decades ago but they played nine innings and an in innings is like uh you've got two teams one bats one fields just like in school like rounders and an in mm-hmm. in innings is one team batting so you've got nine of those right yeah and like as soon as all the batters are out you go on to the next innings so like that's one thing like Watching a game of football, like, 90 minutes in the UK, great. Rugby, 80 minutes, cracking. Like, you're going to be in and out relatively. You know, that's going to be me. I'm going to be finished at 4 o'clock. Baseball seems like, number one, you've got to commit to, well, I'm going to be here for the next fucking four to eight hours, basically. Number two, they play... Each team plays 100 and... What did I say the other day? It's like 100 and something games. They play about... Five or six times a week, every team plays five or six times a week for the entire hundred and
0: sixty-two games in a reg- in a regular season, which means that presumably there's there's games in
1: in a in a. So again, that and that is just a phenomenal amount of sport. I think to be like a proper baseball fan, I just think the investment of like number one, there must it's, there's always baseball on, so that must be really nice as like a fan. Like every single day, there are multiple multiple baseball matches on. Um, so can but at the I just same let... time. Can I just
0: can I just well so it's it's 162 games for each 30 of of the 30 teams in the American League and National League played over approximately 6 months a total of 2430 games excluding the postseason. Yeah. I mean uh- For reference, in the
1: NFL currently, and the games there's an extra 32 games this year. There are something like 520 games in the entire season,
0: and played over about
1: the same. Played played over about the same. No, less less time, but still.
0: And in the Premier League, you're looking at 38 games each. It's a bit higher in the lower leagues, up to 48, but you're looking at around 40 games per um club which you know do the maths times 20 whatever it is like it's it's and i it's one of the things watching this movie and let's let's maybe get into the plot of this but watching this movie i'm start i'm like i'd really love to get into baseball because we have quite recently this is just us talking about sportscast now but we have raised quite you know in in the relatively recent recent years we've gotten three or four years because of my fantastic uh you know, pioneering uh, uh, <laughs> spirit to bring you on board. You're welcome, Dave. We've gone into the NFL. All of
1: my tastes, apparently. I, I am the you social really blue. Forward to my
0: next thing. <laughs> I am the so- host. There you go. So we've 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 um, we've got into the NFL, and we've had to learn how the sport works, but also we're like getting into the culture and the memes and all. Like, there's a whole world within within each sport, and I really really enjoy that. I really enjoy that aspect of it. Whereas it just seems like baseball, just is. I. How could I pause? I mean, what time are the games on? You know, like Do you remember when we tried to watch basketball?
1: I imagine it'd be a bit like that. Yes. And like the games are all on at like four in the morning, and yes. there are fifteen thousand of them a year, and it all moves. Well, I imagine baseball be the inverse of basketball. Basketball moves so fast it's hard to know what's going on, and um, mm-hmm. baseball moves so slowly that you've gone into a comatose state by the second innings. I, I don't know.
0: Maybe it's, <clears throat> maybe it's something for, for, you know, for us to, uh, possibly get it one day. But
1: let's move on from baseball just for a second, because ultimately I think this isn't a movie that we've watched sports movies that are kind of like a send up to the sport, you know, like a love letter to, and there are le- movies about baseball, which are a love letter to baseball. Uh, but this isn't that, this is a movie that's kind of like, Oh, baseball's all right. But you know, what's really interesting statistics like and that's what the movie is more concerned with um which i love and again it kind of makes it so that two idiots like you and i you don't know the, the second thing about baseball uh other than things that are mentioned in seinfeld like we can enjoy you know we can enjoy it and understand what's going on because it's very simple it's like you know you need to know enough about a sports franchise to know a little bit about how it works um and you need to know that money exists and those are the two things you need to know to go into this movie and digest it and understand it because it isn't a movie that loves baseball. This is a movie that's kind of like a, yeah, baseball. It's fine. though. It's it's fine. It's fine. I know baseball is boring, but, 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 but we've got something interesting to tell you about that's going on behind the scenes of baseball because we never see much baseball in this, which I think is fantastic.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, totally. And actually this is, this movie is really about the statistical model that's, that's interesting. Is it James Turner? What's the name of the guy? Bill um, something. Baseball statistics guy. And it's about his his kind of like attempt at moving, uh, Bill James' his name, actually, sorry, at moving um, like baseball from this like gut feeling thing. And a lot of the guys we see in this, these old guys and you, 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 you <laughs> You've got a good line about this but these old guys who i just you know ah, it's all about the gut feeling yeah uh, billy you know like you know give this give me your spit shine out and it's, it's based like... on
1: like um I and mean, then we see this all the time in things generally the grandstand a bit here but um and the move the, the the book i promoted i haven't read the book but from what i understand the book is much more like on this side of the coin um well, the movie touched on it as well it's basically like that. Before this, the way that because again, baseball leagues have existed. I'm pretty sure, like the MLB, the Major League Baseball uh, thing has it's, existed for like over a hundred years. It's
0: part of America's psyche, isn't it? And that's what that's yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm interested
1: but, in as well. And you know how like sometimes something's done a certain way because that's how it's done. Yeah. but and then that can continue for decades and decades after it doesn't have to like there's a real like 1920s vibe they talk about it in the movie they talk about the the record that the oakland a's breaking the 20 consecutive wins uh they're breaking a record that was set in like the 191921, and they said well what many people consider to be the best baseball team ever assembled and you think like in most other sports what we're looking at with the advancement of medical technology and like uh you know officiating technology like we are kind of looking at right now where um people have never been so athletic and capable and so in most sports like the nfl (laughs) and premiership football in most sports like and basketball as well like it's improved and improved and improved and improved whereas with baseball there's this real look back at like you know it's kind of stayed a bit more stagnant so the mm-hmm. film talks about that. The film talks about how the way that they scout for players is the way that they scout for players in the 20, which is that scouts go to college games, they go to high school games, they go to minor league games, and they watch players play. And they meet players, they talk to players, they write everything down on a bit of paper. They go to a grubby office like the Oakland Days office here. Uh, a bit of trivia for you, Sam. Most of the people in this shot, apart from Brad Pitt, uh, are actual former players and scouts. A lot of them, <sighs> the vast majority of them
0: you know you know when you can tell when an actor when someone on the screen is not an actor because they because <laughs> they're not acting <laughs> they seem real but also yeah. this is this is the you know this is the line i'm trying to get you to say god these people are ugly like <laughs> compared to this is a movie full um... of just because they look real because they're not brad pitt brad pitt well, so they're haggard beautiful.
1: they're old they haven't looked after themselves I mean, smoking 40 cigarettes a day since 1921 when the giants which, set the record which, or whatever which, it was
0: exactly which is a, a you know contractual requirement of them being a baseball coach yeah like um, so we
1: we have this kind of thing throughout this movie We'll we'll circle back to brad pitt being like much like they did nothing to make him look Uh, unappealing in this movie i suppose it's brad pitt it's difficult but anyway and so there's this feeling in baseball in 2002 in that era that like we're still going to grade players the same way even though we've got like everything's recorded so we can sit and watch tape we're not going to do that even though we've got statistical databases that you can fucking carry around in your pocket by 2002 we're not going to use that like and it's because you've got these old times and i think having the scouting staff be actual baseball scouts and they're all old and they're all like I think mean, that's one of the better scenes in the movie. Actually, is like the initial scouting meetings, and uh, apparently, you know, when the guy says, "I love this," I was reading the trivia, uh, and it's like little things, like they're like um, when they go with about this guy, and they're like, "Nah, his, his girlfriend's ugly." Like, obviously, he's got no no confidence. He's got no confidence, uh, <laughs> and it's like, but uh, but there's this real belief that like is that the, a business. What, is it, that a business decision? But that's that would make a difference that sports people like they talk about the guy who throws funny and like, Oh, well, you know, he throws funny. So we don't like that. He's a bit different. And, and again, it's kind of like if you grew up in the system and these people were all born in like the fifties, like, and they'd spent their lives watching baseball, playing baseball, coaching, baseball, scouting for baseball. Like you learn over 40 years of your career, you learn the things to watch out for and like something like he's got an ugly girlfriend. So he lacks confidence. Apparently, the actual root of that was he's got an ugly girlfriend, obviously his vision is not very good was the actual thing, <laughs> but they thought that was a little bit too harsh <laughs> like only a blind man would go out with an ugly woman um <laughs> speaking of I just want to get it out now. this is a a very male film um yes. yeah I mean it, that doesn't treat is women there, really well
0: is there a woman in this
1: yes there there were two. There's Brad Pitt's oh. ex-wife and Brad
0: Pitt's daughter. Um and well, there's, they might actually, have names there's actually that. more. There's actually Go more. On. There is also the wife, the wife of um uh, Chris Pratt, right. and also the secretary of of Brad
1: Pitt. Oh, you mean the Asian woman that we see in the background of shots being talked at, but we never ever <clears> yeah. Um yeah, this movie. I think this it's not fails the like it's, test. It's kind of like I think this is a sports movie, so it's kind of like a, I'd love for them to have a subtle nod about how there are no women in any of this, but there isn't. This movie may this movie posits that women basically don't exist. Like, it's not even that women are bad or women aren't interested, it's women don't exist. It's all just like sweaty old men in a basement
0: below a baseball stadium. And, and, uh, and stadium. That's, that's kind of sports, isn't it? That's kind of, I mean, we, um, and we're, you know, we're, we're as, we, we, uh, subscribe to that exactly with the NFL. Speaking as a man, <laughs> speaking as a man, we're terrible. Don't listen to us. But it's, it, yeah, this is, and I think it's really important for us to be mentioning that this is a really, really male movie. Now, I, you know, there are probably better takes. Maybe there's some, maybe, um, the Beckdale. A cast has done moneyball for one of their episodes i don't know i don't
1: think they have I'm it's a sure... hard movie to look at through a feminist lens <laughs> again because women when don't no, exist it's not even like it's not even like, no a sheer, like at all that turns, turns women into porcelain dolls or anything like that it's not even like as bad <laughs> as love actually or um you've got mail or anything like that there's it's no not even any misogyny to talk about because there's just are literally no women in this movie
0: yeah yeah. So go and go and find a better podcast that's going to dive into this. But I think it's exactly. really important to know. And important to mention, I think. And and so many movies are like this, aren't they? They're just completely lacking any, you know, other than wives and secretaries. I mean, God almighty. Oh. It's
1: a movie made by he men, just... starring men, about a book written by a man about other men. Four men. <laughs> <laughs> Four
0: men. <laughs> and i enjoyed it and that's probably yeah let's get past that because
1: again i think like it's worth mentioning but there's nothing to talk about there
0: so so we don't need to know anything about uh, baseball we don't need to know anything about women as we've just discussed we also kind of don't really need to know anything about statistics and we've got jonah hill in this who's got an economics degree from yale and he is a disciple of james uh, of uh, bill james and, and and so when i'm watching this movie what i found really interesting is like the 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 way that is 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 the fact that this guy could come up with an idea bill james could come come up with an idea that is we can basically like work around the fact that teams don't have any money we can almost like reverse engineer baseball because like a bit, a bit like American football and let's not get into the sports as much as we just have, but it's all about statistics we're in, in football. You don't really have in, in soccer, that is, you don't really have that same oh. level, that same deep dive. And so when you look at baseball, baseball is probably the most statistic heavy sport. It's where fantasy sports came from. It came from baseball. That's where it was invented. And, I love I love just that concept and and it, I almost wish that this movie went a little bit further because it's kind of a soap opera. It's kind of about the relationships between these characters and Billy Bean trying to like uh atone for his past somehow because of all Apparently, of that. Apparently.
1: Um the the movie picks it up, never lets it go, but also doesn't really do a lot with it. Yes, uh, totally. About I agree. A I do just want to mention that like i think the reason that the baseball is the perfect sport for this uh, money ball theory to have existed <laughs> and why uh, it wouldn't necessarily you know this this same thing wouldn't necessarily work in something like the nfl uh, to the same extent is because in baseball there's exactly one way to score points and and as brad pitt says and as jonah hill says there's exactly one way to score points and it's to get on base so they talk about the main statistic that they want that's important, and they've got all these stars and they hit home runs all the time. And, and and But they've looked at the statistics and said, actually, home runs don't fucking matter as shit. Being a great baseman, getting outs does not matter at all. What matters is getting on base. If you get on first base, everyone moves round one like with score points. That is, you're not out because you're getting on the base. So they look at statistics, and that's why they hire Chris Pratt and... Uh, Justice Hill, who's played by uh, an actor whose name I haven't got in front of me, uh, and the third guy who's in about three scenes, um, and they get them because they excel at this one statistic, which is yeah. to get on
0: base. Stephen, and that's
1: kind of like plays Stephen David Bishop.
0: Justice, yeah, yeah, totally. And that's and that's a fascinating, um, like, reducing the sport down to this is the one way. And now, when you think about it, baseball has been played for. Hundred and fifty, whatever, hundred years or whatever in, in America. Hundred fifty years. They've literally had leagues
1: for like hundred and forty years, I think. Yeah, like that.
0: Um, which is cute. It's like, ah, oh, that's most of your history, isn't it, America? Bless. Whereas, <laughs> but but the, the fact that they hadn't really, not until the early two thousands, and or maybe a little bit earlier when when Bill James actually developed the idea, but not until the, the early two thousands where this was taken up. And you think in all that time nobody's decided to go down that well, route. Whereas now we I've see, about,
1: Sam, it's like it's the the people did the things the way they did them because that's the way you did them, and yeah. you have got like this decades of tradition saying, dictating and saying, and they say about star power because in most sports. You were talking about uh, Halland, the Norwegian guy, earlier. Like most sports, like he could go to fucking like ninety percent of the teams that aren't in the same division in the Premiership, and they would instantly be the best team in that division. Like that's what teams dream of. They salivate over. They want a Patrick Mahomes. They want a Tom Brady. They want a football guy that you mentioned. You know, they want a Babe Ruth. They want someone who's really fucking timely references here. They want someone who's going to come in <laughs> and just like win games by themselves. That's what they want, and. I think the resistance to that is very much based on like, this is kind of all we know. I didn't want some Johnny come lately coming in and saying this is a spreadsheet, guys. This tells us that King, you know, the guy with the gammy eye is actually statistically better than fucking Dan Marino. You know, I know he's a football player, but I'm really out of baseball players.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. Babe Ruth, that's it. Gone. (laughs) Oh no, no, we do know some Simpsons episode of baseball. Daryl Strawberry.
1: Talking Done. baseball. Da, 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 da. We don't even know the words. Yeah,
0: we could do. Yeah, you look up. Ken Can- Can- jaw. Uh, who else? Anyway, Steve um, Sachs, running with the law. <laughs> Daryl Strawberry, Daryl, Daryl. This is a. This is a. This is a really insightful episode. Sorry. Um,
1: Getting back to what we were saying. Well, about... no, I've
0: got a point. Sorry, I've got a point to respond to what you said. So, um, it's also like it's it's about conventional wisdom, isn't it? And challenging the conventional wisdom, and that's where I think this film is really, really. That's where the interest for me is. This is that the whole movie is about these two guys saying, "We're not going to do things the way they've been done before. We're gonna we're going to push the envelope. We're gonna we're going to dive into a world." and expose ourselves in a way that only sport can and that's yeah that's what i think i love about sports movies is that they dramatize and you know this movie has a kind of like acceptable level of historical accuracy but also there's a little bit about in terms of some of the relationship (laughs) how he seems to get really shit on it philip hoffman's character
1: the trend of sports movies a little in that it's not overly concerned with the sport i know like obviously we get we do get the sports moment where chris pratt uh scores the home run um and they, they win their 20th game to to sort of i win have
0: the no win. idea what happened there why did he win why did they win then any idea
1: so they're in the ninth, they're in the bottom of the ninth, which I have to Google, which is a I know what that means. I've heard that what, before. I have no idea. It, it is the last half of the last innings of a game of baseball. So the Oakland A's in the last, so in the innings, the other team have batted first. I'm right? Each team bats and fields in an in, 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 innings. So in the last innings, the other team they they came on and they scored like 10 runs in in an in innings you know when they they caught them up on the scoreboard they were 11
0: they were the 11 Oakland ahead, a's
1: they? come on it's the bottom of the ninth which uh, means it's it again it's the last part of the game okay right uh and it, and chris pratt scores a walk off home run which means that he comes up to the bat he swings the bat he hits the ball into the stands but within the legal hitting space uh which means that he gets an automatic home run, which puts them one point above the other team. And because the other team don't have another chance to bat, that's they just win and the game finishes.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. Now, it's funny because isn't that what... Isn't that the opposite of what they hired him for? Because they hired him because he made first base loss. Yes, Your Honour.
1: <laughs> and again, this is kind of like why there's a story here. Because if the story was... The Oakland A's, and this is why it has to be here with them winning their 20th game in a row. A record which has been beaten since, by the way. Um, oh, really? Wow. Yeah, just looking, just set, fire, set fire to this movie. Um, <laughs> but like the reason that, that that has to be the high point for, of the movie in terms of like the emotional the emotional high point because (laughs)
0: they lose (laughs) because they
1: don't they don't go on to win the championship and obviously that's just like history but if you like this in a perfect world the oakland a's would go on to win the world series that would be the story except they didn't yeah um but like and it's fine i think the movie manages to survive that quite well all things considered Mm -hmm. but it means it has to have chris pratt you have to conclude a lot of arcs in this last game that we
0: see played and this is where i'm going to level a bit of criticism in this movie and and there's lots more to talk about but just skipping to the end a little bit i think and and i was watching this as usual with my my wonderful and very um uh uh, intelligent wife who was i think rightly said this movie should have ended 25 minutes ago (laughs) (laughs) it was like oh there is not a truer statement that will be said this evening because you know, once you once you get to the, the the twenty win, I think top it off there, and then smash cut We go to oh, and and the athletics. Oh, they've they've the, the fairy tale is over, and that's the end of 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 their you know attempt this year. And and I just think as soon as he gets to the point where he's leaving the athletics, going to the Red Sox, oh, that's that is a fascinating story. There's a baseball story I do know about. Like, I think you need to just, that's where you need to end the movie because it does drag on a little bit too long. And also I think, like, it's okay to lean into the the tropes of sports movies. Like, it's fine. Like, we enjoy them for that. We enjoy the fact that they are going to win and they come back from reverse and they get the 20. I just felt like the movie it's ends the
1: curse on... Of, it's the curse of based on a book, isn't it? It is. In, that in a perfect world, if you're writing this movie and if you weren't, kind of like tied into the docudrama sort of thing. Um which this very much is you know if this was the you know the Cincinnati uh fucking triple A baseball team or I could struggling to make something up. I was trying to make up a team name and then I was like but I might accidentally just say the team name and then Isn't I'll say one
0: called the Redskins I have do they, know that the, they still uh, got the Redskins the,
1: the Detroit team is the Detroit tigers and they drafted oh, no, Patrick Mahomes, but that's the only reason i know that
0: the redskins
1: is the uh it's football it's, team isn't it was, was was the was the sorry it's the yes. braves i think there's a braves is the braves is a baseball team i believe
0: the braves the cleveland the cleveland guardians is that what no there, there was there's one in there's one in there I think it's the Braves. Um yeah, Cleveland but... Indians is what they used to be with that. Ah. And they had a super, super racist uh you see it, you see it in this film where they've got this like stereotypical like someone out of fucking uh Peter Pan, Walt Disney Peter Pan movie. Yeah. They changed their names to the Cleveland Guardians, which is very much better name. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry. It's good. Um but, but the but see the thing is though, I think that you could have I think mean, I think you could have leaned on just the sport movie tropes a little bit more and we wouldn't have had to have this it kind of dragging out. But saying that, I think this movie moves pretty well. I think we get a lot of, like, we got a lot of inter- interpersonal stuff and we get a lot of, um like, it's the dynamic between the characters. I think the dialogue in this is where it really, really shines. I love the dialogue. I love some of the 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 lines in this. It's so clear. Like, there's such a it's quite sparse they, and you they know feel exactly like conversations
1: conversations people would have yeah. yeah um in the in the confines of you're a baseball scout like actually i think that the reason they have to have the title cards and the the flashbacks is because and i love this the solo exposition it's it's great like the, yeah. the kind of is sometimes but mostly you don't have one character sitting down and it, with the exception of Jonah Hill's initial speech to Brad Pitt, they don't have another conversation
0: about how Moneyball works. You know, we don't get a big short Adam McKay. Here's what's a her face in the bath. Here's Margot Robbie
1: in a bathtub to explain <laughs> baseball to. you. We don't. We don't. Suddenly, everyone's more interested in baseball than they were. Let me just say that <laughs> as a fact.
0: Well, baseball. Now, I think that's. Um, I think that is the strength, and you're right. It's really, it's really good that we don't get that. I think a lot of that comes from the fact that we have two really, really accomplished screenwriters. We've got Steve um, Zalian, who did uh, Gangs in New York and Schindler's List and The Irishman. Plus, have you ever heard of Aaron Sorkin? Yep, he yeah, did. He, he do
1: all of those TV shows that were titled. Isn't America just fabulous? <laughs> Isn't <laughs> yeah, America did. just wonderful? Isn't being an American great? He did the
0: previous the 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 Broadway um, play, uh, A Few Good Men, previous episode, which we did the movie of. We did and not like that movie. <laughs> no, he did the screenplay for that as well. But also, yeah, he's done lots of lots of West Wing. movies. West Wing's the big, the big West the big Wing and, sort of and Social Network and all these other things. I haven't so, seen Social Network it's probably i i quite enjoyed it in 2000 whatever it was but probably now <laughs> you're saying wow <well, laughs> facebook did you have to destroy the uh you know american democracy did you have to do that mm, you did okay that's fair enough but i think the the screenplay in this is where the strength is and it's interesting from a filmmaking point of view to be able to identify so closely where the strength of this movie comes from because i think i think it really is it's the words that the characters say that make the movie because cinematography wise don't see a lot going on here like it's very functional it's fine i did really enjoy the score but again it's kind of side but i think it's it's so it's so um it's so absolutely like every single word is exactly what needs to be said in that moment and all the line deliveries are about yes but conveying not, in story. Joss,
1: not in a joss whedon way uh, no yes yes do you know what i mean like and that's and again that's the benefit of it is it's not in an overly punctuated overly cartoony fashion um mm-hmm. i do agree Matt. absolutely i actually think that even more so than that i think that the there's a bit of trivia here that basically uh the, this was the second iteration of the movie um the first version the script was a bit different and they wanted to basically have baseball players play all of the they wanted to get the baseball players to come in and play their characters oh god um yeah that died to death <laughs> that's when brad pitt came on board Don't do that. that died to death um but i think it's also the edit of this because the one thing the one thing in this movie that i could have done without um, and I don't think it actively like harms the movie in its edited finished form, but mm-hmm. the one thing I could do without is Brad Pitt's family. I just think that, like they, they just literally, literally yeah. just take up. Let me let me do my bit, and you can disagree with me if you no, like. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but they literally just take screen time and the daughter things. It's they they're nice scenes and they kind of like they're nice moments, but it's totally irrelevant to the rest of the plot. This isn't like a wonderful. Uh it doesn't need to be like a wonderful arc for the Brad Pitt character at the end of this movie. Yeah. Like you can have the arc be about his business success rather than introducing like a really underwritten ex-wife, this daughter, the ex-husband who exists just to be put in his place by Brad Pitt. But apparently in the edit, Brad Pitt had a current wife as well. And basically they were like, nah, I cut her right out of there. Snip, 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 snip. <laughs> um, and like, again, I think the edit saved a lot of that because if this had been more of a Billy Bean kind of like a biopic, I think you kind of rob the
0: movie of any
1: strength that it did have.
0: Yes, and I think you're you're exactly right because I'm already a little bit sick of Billy Bean flashbacks. I'm already a it's little bit tired. It's the Brad Pitt tired. thing,
1: isn't it? It's like, you've got Brad Pitt. How do we maximize the fact that he's Brad Pitt?
0: Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think if you'd maybe, yeah, maybe if it's not Brad, but then it's not even like we get to see Brad Pitt as he, you know, he's it's some actor who's playing him as a young version. I, I think you're definitely right about the family. We could have, we could have excised these from from the movie. And really, what would you, what would you get, what would you lose? There's, I, I just don't think, I don't think there's that actually, there's actually that much there that is going to be lost from from the structure of the movie. Other than only that.
1: two. The only two things you'd really lose, like, is the reason he turns around when he's driving his car away, but you could just have him listening to the radio in his office and deciding to go up to the dugout mm-hmm. uh, and putting the CD in at the end, which says you're a, lo- you're a loser, uh, which did make me laugh because I was like, this is weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're a loser. You're only being offered a $13 million a year contract well, as the general manager of take, the Boston Red Sox. Which he didn't take. I mean, it's... But again... You wouldn't necessarily lose anything because you just put the cap on the movie being basically that title card saying you didn't take the job, yeah. and actually, actually, I think that's way, way more powerful than.
0: And also, this is a movie that almost asks you to Google it afterwards. Like, it, I think this is, you know, this it is a movie on
1: itself, Lois. It's
0: is, by itself. Is, <laughs> I think it's a really good piece of film criticism, that little scene from... Uh, <laughs> Damn you, Seth MacFarlane. Um, yeah, I, I actually really... I, I think this is a movie of its time in that it's... it's You know, if this was made 20 years earlier, you wouldn't be able to Google it in the same way. You'd have to go to a library and look up, you know, baseball
1: facts. I think 20 years, 20 years earlier, this would have to be a Field of Dreams sports movie movie.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: And totally. then, like... 10 years later it would have to be I, d- I don't know what it would be now um i suspect now it would, now be, it would be
0: now it would be a social network fueled nightmare of of, uh, of of abuse and like it it would be these players having mental breakdowns because of all the fucking twitter no, hate they i've got get. it
1: Sam. i've got it it wouldn't even be that it would just be 40 minutes of of this movie would just be little Twitter bubbles and uh, message oh, iMessage bubbles in the corner.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> it would be awful. I think there's nothing wrong actually with leaving with your leaving your audience wanting questions, and you know, like I think even if they left it at the point of the movie where he says he's offered the job, and Jonah Hill says that would make you the highest paid baseball coach of all time and i think like give us a give us a little look to you know not a look to the camera but give us a little look from Brad Pitt where he's like hmm, i don't know and just end the film there you know give us it's okay to end the movie and say hmm, i don't know we we have the resolution we have we have what they want to achieve which is the 20 in the row as you, as you, uh, of, uh, as you has jesus as you have identified (laughs) and so after that point i'm like i'm kind of checked out i kind of don't really care what happens to billy bean the athletics have done it fantastic now like i'm gonna go and google about baseball and try and learn a little bit more about this guy's life but really like just i really respect
1: a movie and i think this movie kind of does it and kind of doesn't i really respect a movie that just finishes like because ultimately Sometimes that's nice. Sometimes it's good. Uh, Nomadland, uh, that just sort of ended, didn't it? As like, mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was watching Thief, the James Kahn movie. That just sort of ends, just finishes. Like, I think that's a lot of directors struggle with that, like, you know, to resist, you know, writing the epilogue, basically, you know, in books where sometimes it ends and then you've got the epilogue telling you about how all the <laughs> hobbits went home. And 110
0: more pages? Jesus Exactly, Christ. but like...
1: I think way too many directors and writers basically can't resist the urge to go in and like do the fond wear- farewell. And I think that in a movie sometimes, especially this movie, which is what is this movie over two hours? Oh, it is. It's two hours and, and, I, and minutes. I really and I really am not complaining about the length at all because it doesn't you don't feel it because it's a good, well-paced movie in that there isn't much action, so, like, you don't have, like, vast periods where there's nothing happening, because the whole movie is vast periods and nothing happening. Jeez, so long. Because <laughs> uh, it's about baseball. But, like, <laughs> but by resisting that urge to have the, like, you know, his daughter rushes into his arms and the big speech about how, you know, he's found true zen or whatever, like, by not having that, I think you kind of just finish your movie and, like, actually, you then let your movie rest on its own laurels as opposed to like having the awkward fucking like farewell scene or and not that this movie really does anything to earn any of that, but do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That like, I think, I think you can, I think you can no, don't be, get out of there. You can be more, you can be a little bit more disciplined, can't you? With the end of this movie and you can give us, you know, the fact that you have text. I always think if a movie has to have a little bit of text on the screen that says whatever, What happens next? Off, you know that we didn't get to see. I think "Mm, that's probably a failure. That's probably a failure in your screenwriting that you didn't build that in, that you didn't account for that, or that you didn't just be brave and just leave us to it, like let us go and Google and see what happens to this guy. Like that's fine. It's okay for the movie. But again, this is a Brad Pitt, you know, like popular movie
1: about. Let's talk about Brad Pitt, can we? Um, yeah just briefly in that i actually think he's generally i think Brad Pitt has got good quite good acting chops uh i think it's slightly dulled by the fact that he looks like Brad Pitt um i think it's really hurt his career as a serious actor and i'm going to justify that um obviously it hasn't hurt his bank account mm-hmm. uh but i think the fact that even in this movie and they give him a silly haircut but like there's no covering up quite how chiseled this man is <laughs> and especially in a room full of like actual baseball scouts and and basic old baseball players and coaches like he's kind of the best looking guy in this movie by a country mile um and i think it, it it's kind of really hurt how seriously we can take him or how often he gets offered roles where he's asked to like actually act because ultimately he's just that really really good looking guy
0: yeah i I know i think i think he is i think especially when you see him early in his career films like 12 monkeys where he's he's fantastic in that seven he's really really good fight club obviously like i mean well there's a movie we should revisit i I bet we don't like it i bet we don't there's a white guy
1: movie (laughs) speaking of of white guys in their teens
0: there's the white guy movie speaking of movies where women don't exist by the way (laughs) Yeah. Ocean's Eleven. Love yeah. Brad Pitt in that movie. I love that movie. Like there's just, there's, there's, he he is, I think, underappreciated oddly, even though he's obviously very popular, but he's kind of more popular on the celebrity side perhaps than as a, you know, as an actor. But it's, I think in this movie, I think he's doing a really good job. He's quite understated. He's also quite like, and I think maybe this comes from the book or comes from, um, billy bean himself even that point where he's having that difficult conversation with the um the older uh scout who says like you're a fucking you, you you're destroying this team i'm not really part of it he's still quite he's still being a bit of a dick he's kind of laughing at this guy he's kind of like
1: he's yeah he's a total arsehole
0: he's not um, really taking his concerns seriously in his own and,
1: way in the way that i think that I think that more comes from Billy Bean and maybe like what GMs are like. And we know a bit obviously of the drama from our time watching the NFL, but like ultimately these guys do wield a phenomenal amount of power. Uh, We see Mm -hmm. that later in the movie where he like basically trades the players away to force the coach's hand and make him do as he's told basically. Yeah. And like, you know, he, he does, it's, they do wield a phenomenal amount of power and, Yeah, you have to be an arsehole when you're in that position and you've got all of that power and you want to get things done. And Mm -hmm. I think that Brad Pitt captures that very well while also being quite likable because he's, you know, Brad Pitt. Um, I also really, really like Jonah Hill uh, in this and in general. Uh, I think he is another underrated actor, but probably for very different reasons, uh, where most people probably look at Jonah Hill and think about, like, Superbad, where he's drawing dicks and, like, all of those Seth Rogen movies he did where... It's stoner humor. I think Jonah Hill is an excellent actor who maybe doesn't get the opportunity to like stretch his like pretty good dramatic wings sometimes. Yeah,
0: I totally agree. I think the good example of that is, um, uh, what's that movie that he's in uh, Scorsese? Uh,
1: The Wolf of Wall Street is very, yes. very good. Uh, he was in a Netflix limited series called Maniac, um, which is uh I've recommended it to you before. No one seems to have watched it I've never if, if anyone's listening to this and you've seen maniac on Netflix with Emma Stone and Jonah Hill uh the six part limited series, <laughs> please get like at us on Twitter. Uh, no, I was really imaginary
0: movie podcast at gmail.com get in touch.
1: Get Please do, because it really feels like I'm the only person in the world who watched that, which is fine, because the world does exist for my own personal edification. Uh, and therefore, like, as, as my own personal Netflix series starring Emma Stone and Jonah uh, Hill.
0: It's it's, it's it's not actually um, on my Netflix. It's served only to you.
1: But but I think that he he's really, really good and maybe have, has been pitching pigeonholed too much as kind of like that fat stoner comedy where he doesn't get cast in stuff where I think that... You I know, think that was. I think true. he's I got. Think... I think he's got leading leading man chops, and he's you're certainly doing more dramatic roles now. But like, yeah. I really would like to see more Jonah Hill vehicles, and we don't really see vehicles from anyone who wasn't a wrestler
0: anymore. But like, you know, <laughs> yeah. that would be nice. Hey, what? Listen, how are we going to get our presidents? Yeah how how is America going to get their presidents if it's not wrestler actor president? I don't know billionaires, Sam. It'll be billionaires. Okay, billionaire, reality TV star, president. It's all unless the entertainment industry is involved. It's not going to happen. So we need we need a pipeline for them. All
1: right. I think you can cut any other corner there, unless unless vast amounts of unearned wealth are involved,
0: Sam. Yes, that is that is the that is the nexus. Would you, Dave? Would you like to do? as we wrap up this podcast, a short baseball quiz to really expose your lack of uh, knowledge about baseball. I'm excited because
1: I, I was reading quite a lot about baseball earlier, so we'll just disabuse any notions I have that i maybe, um, like, uh, learn anything. Okay. I've
0: go got a little bit of music, as as is customary. Enjoy the, the Spanish fleet. Let's go to uh, our favourite quiz provider, BuzzFeed. And give us 12 baseball questions to prove you know the bare minimum. Which is a great headline. How many balls until a batter is warped? Three, four, five, or endless balls? Uh, <clears throat> I believe it's four. Oh, and you are correct. Well done, Dave. That is good. Four means uh, that they have four chances to hit it, I believe. Is that right?
1: If they swing for it. That's, and they don't hit it. That's a strike, isn't it? So yeah, I think it's four chances to. So is that if they just if they do nothing, then they get four goes at that, and then it's. Yes, but it's also to do with where the ball goes, right? Like relative. If the ball hits the the batter, they get to walk to first at any point. If the ball hits the batter, on, um, on, on the body. Yeah, on the body. I'm I'm a bit unclear about the rest of the balls. It's
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, yes, this I... is this is the blind leading the blind down a blind alley. But anyway, where do the pitchers have to throw the ball for it to be considered a strike? The ball zone, the batter zone, the strike zone, or the danger zone? I think it must be the strike zone. You're correct. Well done,
1: Dave. <laughs> that answers our previous question, by the way. So the strike zone must be... A, you know a certain height and then if if it's low I, and, and the ball. Width. so that's four balls and the foul the what's the foul zone
0: there's uh, danger zone I'll tell you so the width of the strike zone is the width of the plate and the height varies depending on the batter but usually somewhere between the batter's knee and elbow right. that seems I very see. specific well <laughs> if that would like that. that would seem
1: like if it was low or high you've got an umpire who would say Basically, he's the one who says it's a ball, if it's a ball or if it's a strike. Yes. I think yes. if you swing for it and miss it, regardless of where the ball is, I think that's still a strike. Okay.
0: I think, but I could be wrong. Next question. You are absolutely, almost certainly are wrong. How many players do you need in the outfield? Three, four, five, or everyone? Everyone needs to be in the outfield. Right, I can figure
1: this out, right? There are nine players on a baseball team, right? Here we go. Carry you've the got two. A pitcher. pitcher, first baseman, second baseman, third baseman, and you have a catcher, which means you've got four players in the outfield.
0: Incorrect. It's actually oh. three. Where's the other guy? Where's the other you guy? Have a, you have your left fielder, centre fielder, and right fielder. We're just talking about the outfield, Dave. We're not talking about the people within the diamond. I don't know. I'm guessing. So is the other guy in the diamond? So I think they're infield. <laughs> An outfield is just the fielders. So there's like one winning. guy
1: in the infield and three
0: guys in the outfield. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I'm just reading I'm, just reading. What it says, that's what I'm just reading. What is this website? Um, more questions. Are you happy to go on?
1: Yeah, keep going. Keep going. Where must I the relief? All of this
0: out. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, it's staying in. This is, this is good filler. Where must the relief pitchers warm up? The dog out, the bullpen, the batter's box, or the concession stand? How many of those did you just make up? I'm just reading what it says on the website, Dave. The dugout, I think the bullpen, it's the, the
1: bullpen. Box. Which I'm not actually now I've said it. Don't think is a thing in baseball. I don't think. That, I think that's the word you've made up. The bullpen. The
0: is ball that your pen? The bullpen. Is that your final answer?
1: What's the what? What is it? Ball B-A-L-L, or bull Bull, B-U-L-L.
0: bull. B-U-L-L. pen.
1: I think it's the dugout. I think it's the dugout. The dugout. Yeah, I'm sticking. I'm sticking on dugout.
0: For... Incorrect. Ah! It's the
1: bullpen. God damn it! I was sure that was made up. A I really usually a warms field. up to
0: prepare themselves before being called into a game. by them. So the bullpen seems to be like a, a, a sunken down version, a sunken down area that is behind
1: an area them. that's been dug out, perhaps.
0: No, because the dugout <laughs> is where they sit. The dugout is where yeah, they sit. Yeah.
1: Uh, I do do know because um, in Cheers, uh, Sam Malone, uh,
0: <laughs> Ted yeah, Danson, go on. is a
1: retired relief pitcher, and it's bo- and it not bothered me. But for years, I never knew, really knew what that meant. Yeah, uh, and it is because there is a limit. Uh, obviously, pitchers get tired, but a pitcher can only throw 110 balls in a game of baseball. They're only allowed, and after that, you've got to send in like a replacement.
0: Like Not all games A lot, less, a lot more Yeah
1: yeah. so Like a lot of games Will run to that But usually they'll bring in A relief pitcher To do like Some of the last innings Basically
0: Okay Okay that makes sense So but, next yeah, I ca- it was odd That it was a position We're moving on <laughs> You're not
1: good enough to be You're not good enough To be a starting pitcher
0: Nobody cares What is I anything care. Hit outside The field of play called A foul f- A foul ball Oh Going in before the options Are you sure about that I'm certain Correct. Well done. Ding, 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 ding. A ball in play is called a fair ball. Um, we'll go We'll go two more questions and then we'll wrap up this torturous bit. How many players <laughs> are needed in a baseball lineup? 11, 10, 9, or 40? It is nine. Correct. Pitcher, catcher. Four. <laughs> you really made me think I was wrong there. You no, know, I, love, I love that little delay. Pitcher, catcher, four infielders and three outfielders. Do the maths. That's nine. Last question, and I haven't been keeping tally, so I have no idea how you've been, how you've done. How many bases, including home, ba- uh, home plate, are there? How many bases, including home plate, are there? Four. Oh, i will be sure this is your last question, which means like a um, like a like a. Well, like uh, he
1: wants to be a millionaire. If I get no, this no, one, no, I lose everything.
0: It's yeah, exactly. It's like a it's like a high school football game. Next goal wins, and this is all it all comes down to. This how many bases, right. including the home plate, are there?
1: So I'm going to do the "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" deal, or no deal thing. I'm going to tell you a bit about my life, a bit of a sob story. Uh, no. Uh, so uh, by the way, you saying about there being a pitcher and a catcher and four infielders means there must be four basemen men and. A, that means that, but I'm sure there's only one, two, three, and home. I'm sure that's how it works, unless home is in the same. I still think it's four. I still think it's four, but, but obviously five might be bright also. I still think it's four.
0: You still think it's four? Is that your final answer? I'm just going to drag this out.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that my final answer.
0: Are you sure? Are you hundred percent? Sam, Sam,
1: Sam, this is not good podcasting. Four,
0: correct. You've done it. Well done, David. You have won the prize, which is today a uh, patented "fuck you" from Sam. Well done. Congratulations.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, I think I did it right there. I think I only got two wrong.
0: It's, um, I think, maybe two or three. Anyway, we don't know. I wasn't keeping track, but I don't want to add to your inflated ego any further by confirming that you actually did well. I am actually quite, da- uh, Dave, impressed by your baseball knowledge, which I assume was developed over the, the 10 minutes before this podcast. Uh, that
1: you... uh, No, I read an article on, I can't remember when I watched this Monday, and I was like... Basically because of the same bottom of the ninth, which is, you know, when it's like, it's a term I've heard, but I have absolutely it's zero idea what it means.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, near like the end zone. Um, so I thought, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I will read some of the rules so I understand about, because I played softball over here, which is sort of like baseball. Um, and I was like, right, so I understand that. But apparently I didn't understand. There's a lot of people crowded around the batter and apparently I didn't understand. There's a lot more mm. of them than I thought.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, what's your, what's your, uh, well, I'm gonna let you think about your final kind of a s- summary of this movie while I while I tell you mine, because I think this is one of those movies that, I, again, I love diving into a world that I'm completely unaware of before. I love that sense in a movie where you just think, I know nothing about baseball. Like, I'm, I, I it's not something that interests me, but because of the well constructed nature of the movie, I'm able to enjoy it. I'm able to enjoy, not just the soap us not just the drama between the characters, but also, like, you give me enough information, you give me enough to be able to dive into what actually is going on and the, the you know, the kind of fascinating uh, uh, statistics and all that. And I think it definitely earns its place as a Sam economics movie, which I think <laughs> is becoming a genre in itself.
1: Yes. Um uh, similarly, I, I really like this. I think I think I summed it up in, in messages saying this is a good movie. It's not a great movie for a lot of the reasons that we've outlined. Um, but I think it's good. It's solid. Uh, it doesn't feel its length too much. Uh, it's interesting without being overly interested in baseball, which is one of its key strengths. Uh, but ultimately, it's kind of like a, it's an underdog movie in a lot of ways um, because they, these guys are trying to book big baseball basically and and try and you know chris pratt's character who we haven't really mentioned and i don't think we needed to certainly and um and the the other main baseball guy uh they kind of they are underdogs and they've been like picked up the guy with the funny throw i was looking at on um on go Google, um, i googled him and on wikipedia and stuff uh because a lot of the, most of these guys are based on real players and like you know the weird throw thing mm. kind of like it's a real underdog movie in that way where you kind of like, uh, you know, your high school sports movie is like, right, let's get all these these underdogs. And uh, the American Dad does a great one where they get the magician to join the, base, the football yeah. team. But, like, you know, that is the thing. Like, oh, let's get, like, uh, yeah, let's get this mathematician to join the football team. But it'll be sh- shocking on the field. But it'll be great at the, you know, we'll bring out his internal strengths and we'll get the fat kid to come and he'll turn out to be really good because he's got bulk. And, do you know what I mean? And th- this movie <laughs> kind of got has, bulk. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? In football. But, like, you know what I mean it's like this this um this team of like um on the yeah uh misfits and like the movie this movie has a real um theme of that that runs through it uh, I really like all of the kind of like uh the the boardroom scenes with with the coaches and things um I love the trade deadline bit I think is really interesting and the way that it's literally just Brad Pitt picking up a phone and talking to nobody and then telling Jonah to do Jonah Hill to do something and I think that's like a a wonderfully understated scene and this movie is kind of built off scenes like that that the highs aren't that high but the lows aren't that low if that makes sense it's mm-hmm. kind of like a real mm-hmm. middling movie um i don't can't say i'll ever watch it again uh i'm glad i did watch it uh if i hadn't watched the podcast you would never in a million years have convinced me to watch it therefore if you're listening to this like it's worth your
0: time but you know whatever you do you you know
1: yeah, tell my you. mother
0: tell you what to do don't break your back to watch that well no actually i thought this was really good it's very well considered you know in in the reviews and i think it is i think it's a really well made movie and it made it and you know what it made me care about baseball which is not something that i've ever experienced before so you kind of have to give it that you have to give it that don't you really
1: the general consensus on baseball from everyone who i've ever spoken to uh is that
0: it's deeply boring i know some americans as well and it's deeply boring (laughs) um it's not like the nfl which is like people just put it on and they watch it for the adverts of the super bowl i think it's it's still quite a nerdy sport even for america yeah exactly Um,
1: and, and there is something to be said for that like something i really really enjoy about the nfl is kind of how I know you enjoy less, um, but something Joe and I really enjoy is kind of like how you can dive into all the statistics and all the backups and like learning all the players and fucking looking at the draft and stuff like that and being a bit of an armchair scout, um, which is fun, even though, you know, you're a moron. And baseball seems to be like very much even more involved than that. And and I guess if you're in, you're in, you know?
0: Yeah. And that's sports, baby. casuals sincerely you to, is, exactly you got to, you got to enjoy it and there's something you know yeah exclusionary about that but that's also part of the fun isn't it yeah uh,
1: i have i have a pick for next week
0: uh if you if you're ready for this uh this bombshell i'm bracing myself and also this is probably almost likely to be put out in the wrong order so go on almost certainly uh oh, um, we but... last week was
1: <laughs> the atlanta falcons <laughs> um Okay. So sorry, I killed Sam.
0: Stupid joke. Love it.
1: Have you done Frame today, Sam?
0: I haven't done Frame today. Should we do Frame live on air? You should
1: because I'm going to spoil it by telling you we're going to watch that movie.
0: Okay, hold on, hold on. Second one. Oh my goodness, what is <laughs> what is this second one? This is just this is is like a Renaissance cathedral with people in white pointing. Is uh... Oh my God. It's what's his face from Spider Man? Doc Ock from Spider Man. I don't know. Number four. Oh, <laughs> I know what it name... is. Just quite, 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 quite. The Da Vinci Code. Got it in four. There we go. I got it in
1: four code. as well, actually. And I, I was a kicking myself because I should have got it in one because I've seen so many parodies of it. Uh, I've never seen Da Vinci Code. It's on Mail TV.
0: <laughs> oh, you for I've trip. never
1: seen it i bet it's shockingly bad but we've been making fun of it for like 15 years like as a society uh and i think it's good i think it's going to be a proper hate honestly sam i remember watching a family guy rip off a joke about the da vinci code and there was like you know all of those spates of things and i bet it's going to be like the most brilliant catholic detective movie where none of the clues make sense uh thing that we've ever seen the american dad episode with the peanuts president Peanut. That Wonderful is a ripoff of. Sorry, if you just seen, we've had a comment asking us if we want to help, if we want help finding love. Have we? <laughs> sorry, yeah. <laughs> You'll see on the right hand side of
0: Streamyard. Sixty nine. Well, no, I'm not going to get the website out, but uh, this website want to find love. Our AI will help.
1: Wow, we do wow. keep talking about uh, the sex robots that are coming. And to be honest...
0: Um, and so will you be. <laughs> to, to, yeah. I also think, Dave, maybe take the AI's help. Just saying. Sorry.
1: <laughs> wow. You can do me like that live on the podcast. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> my disappointing love life aside, uh, next week or perhaps a different week entirely, we will come back and watch The Da Vinci Code. Uh, which... I'm just going to say, I think this is going to be the worst Tom Hanks film I've ever seen. I just think that's going to be, that's my prediction, is that I'm going to say this is the worst Tom Hanks performance ever.
0: It's going to be the worst hair you've seen in, in Tom Hanks too. so that's a pretty good uh, I think that's a pretty good measure.
1: Fantastic. I love the hair segment of the podcast. We don't do it every week <laughs> because we don't do a Nick Cage film every week. Look at it. There. But when we do... It's <laughs> right, Sam, let's get the fuck out of here because I need help finding love. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay. The A- the AI's got you. <laughs>